This is Sound and Vision from KEXP in Seattle. I'm Emily Fox. And I'm Gabriel Teodros. And Gabriel DJs Saturday mornings from 1 a.m. to 6 a.m. here at KEXP. And he's going to co-host this podcast today, a podcast that celebrates the music of black artists who are on the front lines of the protests right now against the death of George Floyd and others by police. We also celebrate black musicians who are making music that reflects the systemic racism in our country. And Gabriel brings us our first story of the show. That's Nikki Jean. She's a prolific musician and songwriter who's worked with everyone from Lupe Fiasco to Bob Dylan. She's originally from Minneapolis, St. Paul, and has spent this past week volunteering as a medic during the protests over the killing of George Floyd. She's in support of disbanding the Minneapolis Police Department, a department that she says is ingrained with systemic racism and oppression. She felt that racism and oppression firsthand while volunteering during a protest. I was in a paramedic tent when they fired into the paramedic tent. There was no one but medics and wounded people in there. And they fired rubber bullets, flash grenades, the concussive grenades. It is terrifying and it is ugly. Nikki Jean says despite the violence, she's encouraged by the new protesters she's seen on the streets. I'm encouraged to see so many true allies out on the front lines. And what I'm seeing is for a lot of young white people coming out to demonstrate this is their first time knowing this kind of fear. I see in their face kind of the realization of like, oh, police are scary. And, (laughs) you know, from my perspective, I'm looking at them like, yes, that is why we're here. Like, that's why we're here because they're scary. Like that fear that you're experiencing is fear that I've experienced and that my friends and my loved ones have experienced my whole life. It's an awakening that I see happening in faces. And it's my, my prayer and our job not to let this be you know, a brief awakening and then we go back to sleep and gloss this over, but a true awakening and a moment that is a pivot point for this country. I asked Nikki Jean more about her involvement in the protests in Minneapolis. When I saw the video, I was angry. I didn't watch it to the end because I couldn't. I become a bit overwhelmed by all the videos over the years of absolutely Black people being murdered that I took a stand that I wanted to help in every way that I could, but that did not include re-traumatizing myself with unanswered violence. So I saw the first part of the video and my friends told me, they were like, this is the worst one I've seen. And I was like, yeah, I, even though we had not been going out much because of the pandemic, like I went to the very first, first March first rally that was by Cup Foods. And when it started to grow and continue, it's like, of course, of course, it's not a choice to be there. Like I am, it's who we are. This is for our own lives and the lives of the people that we love and the lives of the babies yet to be born so that they can live and not die by a knee on their neck, by a shot in their back. 
Mm-hmm. And so many more people wanted to get involved than there were actual avenues for them to get involved. It kind of exploded the system of organized protest. That's what we've been seeing. People who've never protested in their life filing out into the streets. So you're really trying to get in where you fit in. I was trained as an EMT in Los Angeles. And so I very quickly started volunteering at a, at a medic tent where we were pouring neutralizer in the faces of people who had been tear gassed and pepper sprayed. Mm. We were treating rubber bullet injuries as much as you, as much as you can really. It's just like getting Mm. people saying, does this probably need ice or does this probably need to go to the hospital or can this probably okay with butterfly, butterfly closures. It was really fortunate that we had actual uh, combat medics Mm. down with us. And it was so surreal to go from one day, everything's normal to two, three days later. And to, to be fair, normal is to us is just being acclimated to living under this systemic racial oppression, but that's Mm -hmm. the norm to Mm -hmm. being in a parking lot, cars on fire around you, children. Like when I say children, I mean like 18, 19 year old young men and women, so brave, but seeing them really beat up, Mm. Uh, their faces filled with tears, the injuries that rubber bullets can cause, um, mm-hmm. people putting their lives and their eyesight in their, it, I've just seen things that I never wanted to see. And wow, tasting tear gas in a Target parking lot, like that's yeah. something I'll, I'll never forget. And it didn't get better. It wow. got worse. Wow. It got worse that next day. I feel that the energies come down to a place where the protests are really productive mm-hmm. now. Because look at what we're beginning to accomplish. And I say beginning because we have a long way to go. Mm-hmm. But I'm so, I'm so encouraged by some of the steps that have been taken. Absolutely. Whew. I got chills. Uh, how is your work as a musician and your work in organizing does it inform each other? Is there an overlap? Yeah, yes. The first, the first time I ever protested police killing was in the 90s. Yeah. Johnny Gamage murder in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And I was on the front lines for that. So it's something that's always been a part of me. And I think as an artist and a musician, everything that's a part of you is going to come out mm-hmm. in that. I released an EP, I want to say maybe 2016, 2014, uh, called Champagne Water. And it has a song on it called Hands Up that was about police killing. Mm-hmm. And when I released it, it was two years old. And that just shows how evergreen police killing has been in this country for so long that even when I wrote it, I knew they kept saying, oh, we need to get it out because somebody had been murdered and they mm-hmm. were it's like, oh, if we wait, not even that long, there'll be someone else. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking in all these images and all these experiences and all these sights and sounds and smells. And I'm sure it will inform, yeah. inform my writing because it changes you. That was musician Nikki Jean, who was volunteering this week as a medic during the protests against the killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis. Here's her song, Hands Up. 
This is Sound and Vision. I'm Emily Fox, and I'm joined by my very special co-host today, Gabriel Teodros. And Gabriel, you are a DJ at KEXP. You are also a musician as well as a community organizer yourself. And last Friday on the Sound and Vision podcast, I talked with KEXP DJ Larry Mizell Jr. on the songs that he knew he had to play in response to the police killings of George Floyd in Minneapolis, as well as other black folks we've seen over the years. So I'm curious for you, what songs are you gravitating towards right now? I mean, the songs that you've been listening to or sharing with your listeners. Yeah. You know, uh, on a personal note, the songs that I gravitate to as far as listening um, are actually just songs that celebrate black love and black beauty and, and life and resilience, you know. So it's not really the songs about black death that, that I gravitate to, towards as a listener in this time. Mm-hmm. Um, so in my shows, I try to balance those kind of songs with songs that speak to what's happening. Um, but on that note of songs that do feel very relevant to what's going on, there's honestly, there's just so many because this is not a new issue. Like a lot of people have been saying, you know, this issue of police killings and extrajudicial killings of black bodies has been going on for 400 years. The only difference is right now they're being filmed and, and hitting the internet right away. Um, so a few of the first songs that I think of, um, are obviously D Smoke and Sir, who they released a song specifically about George Floyd. It's incredible. It's called Let Go. Stop like two rights on a bump tie and a siren plus red and blue lights told me pull over. I sure feel safer, but expired plates on old Toyotas means I can't afford to pay tickets. So to these racist rollers, they could pull the trigger. Family can't afford to pay the lawyer. Say the word, they tell me you got access to a league of warriors. Eyes haven't seen what heaven keeps in store for us. That's more of us. But in this life, some wars we can't afford. I wrote this today, they killed George Floyd. We won't forget your story. Another song uh, that I think of in this time is Say My Name by Maimuna Youssef, otherwise known as Mumu Fresh. She's a black and indigenous MC vocalist uh, out of Washington, D.C. And it's a song about uh, what happened to Sandra Bland years ago. It's very powerful. If I... Should die tomorrow at the hands of the policeman. One more song I, I think about is it's not really just a song. It's an entire project that came out uh, 20 years ago now, 2000, um, which is a project called Hip Hop for Respect. And it was a compilation that Most Deaf and Talib Kweli put together in response to the police killing of Amadou Diallo 
uh, who, folks don't remember, he was, he was a Haitian man in New York City who got shot 41 times by police while he was reaching for the keys on the front door of his own house. Um, as a response to this killing, Most Def and Kwali put together a compilation with 41 different artists. So one different artist for every single bullet that hit Amadou Diallo's body. And it's a really powerful project. This song stands out in particular. It's called A Tree Never Grown. Um, and I love it because most Def's chorus really, I think, speaks to the humanity of these lives lost. We proceeded on a country road, his mother's eyes were swole, the child was never coming home. Said a prayer for a soul, as the cough and the clothes committed to the earth below. First seed she is sown, would be a tree never grown, shade that was never known. Who controls the terror dome, the men with hearts made of stone, who love only what they own. And I just love how that really speaks to the humanity, you know, of, of these lives lost. As we process all of these deaths, you know, it's not just about George Floyd. It's it's so, so many other folks that yeah. have died, you know, at the hands of police or others. And and I'm just curious how how you've been processing things. How have how have how have you been feeling this past week or these past years or decades? You know, I mean, how does this feel to you? Yeah, Um. I mean, it's it's disheartening it's it's traumatizing it's re-traumatizing um and it's heartbreaking you know and and sometimes i feel numb to it but when i see other people that i love who are also traumatized and being re-traumatized it's like it it just it just brings it all back up so um it's been it's been a it's been a particularly challenging week um, it's been interesting because this past week, I feel like I've had a lot of white people in my life kind of trying to step up in ways personally that feel very performative, like the the extra call and the extra check-in to say they care about me now. But like <laughs> sometimes when it comes from people that don't really check on you and other times it just feels kind of performative and weird. So that's been happening more than usual. Um, <laughs> just to be very honest. Yeah. Um. And yeah, and just how, how it affects my family. Like my mom is stressed out. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, it's just it's it's affected us in 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 more ways than I can say. But I also want to say I'm very encouraged by the outrage. I'm encouraged by the young people that are taking to the streets and risking their lives in the middle of a pandemic. Like all this is exasperated by the fact that it's happening mm. while we are still in the middle of a global pandemic, you know, and I'm worried to death about all these beautiful young folks that are out here in the streets protesting. We should not have to protest during this time. We should be, you know, in the house just trying to be safe as we can. But but it's to the point where we've tried everything and nothing is stopping these police killings from happening. So I'm also encouraged by the whole world watching right now. You know, I've had folks checking in from Oslo, Norway, uh, folks from New Zealand just checking in to make sure we're all right, you know, and all that is encouraging as well. So it's a mix of, it's a mix of outrage, heartbreak, uh, numbness, but also there's 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 inspiration, and, and 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 there's hope that we might win. You know, 
Yeah. I mean, you were talking about, you know, that this is all happening dur- during a pandemic, a pandemic, which, you know, we should also note is hitting yes. the black community, especially hard. And I mean, the indigenous community. And the indigenous community, yes. you know, and and both the indigenous community and black community is also impacted by police killings, you know, yes. just like everything at once, you know, yes. um, all coming together. Um you are a, mus- a musician, and mm-hmm. uh, we talked about some of the songs that you're gravitating towards, you know, right now amid, you know, all of these protests. But I'm curious if you have a song of yours um, that you feel like is really fitting right now. God, so many, to be honest with you. Um, but the first one that comes to mind is a song called Greeny Jungle that uh, was released in 2014. It's, it's myself, Shakia from South Seattle. And Soul Chef on production. We filmed a video for this song. We actually, it's interesting because that year, if you remember, was the year of the Mike Brown rebellion and everything happened in Ferguson. Mm, yeah. The song came out after Mike Brown, but we wrote the song before. Mm, yeah. We wrote it before everything happened in Ferguson. And the first lyrics are, we get hunted in the streets openly by police, you know? So it's, it's, just to show you that this, you know, it's not a new thing. Like you can <laughs> write a song from 10 years ago that feels like it's happening right now. Anyways, we filmed the video in the middle of a Black Lives Matter protest here in Seattle, um, where we also were able to document some police acting a fool, which ended up in a lawsuit. And that's just because we were filming this video. So it's absolutely an example of art and community organizing coming together to, to hold these police accountable. That's amazing. So the song again is Greeny Jungle. Yeah, Greeny Jungle from Evidence of Things Not Seen. I know how you watch as you grow older, literally, not a figure of speech. The corpses of your brothers and your sisters pile up around you, not for anything they have done. When you try to stand up and look the world in the face like you had a right to be here, you have attacked the entire power structure of the Western world. We get hunted in the streets openly by police. Prison is an industry and they don't want us to speak free. Mainstream promoters only feed you that group think. Poisonous activities are lands you clink, clink. I'm Indians, I want to be and here to give you all of me. We'll offer no apologies for all the strength I'm honoring and all the ways the calling brings. My air likes to raise a light and the darkest part of the night before we wake a sleeping giant rising up is inevitable. Everything changes but pray the planet stays habitable. I'm from a jungle that's getting clear cut fast. Since I rap typecast as a real wild cat, a lion in fact, from a horn in the east, I grew up with some beasts, and I can show you some things, but you gon' have to learn how to act in my habitat, you don't have the land where you standing at, it has you, this balance has to stay true, greeny jungle, wilderness where the wild things are, a beast gon' be a beast, so be who you are, a lion with a horn, the hunted with a song, the places you get broken, other places you get strong, greeny jungle, wilderness where the wild things are, a beast gon' be a beast, so be who you This is Sound and Vision on KEXP. I'm Emily Fox. It's now time for the listener segment of the show. This week, we are featuring two emails that came into our DJ request line at dj at kexp.org. Dear KEXP, I am an African-American living in a Snohomish County suburb. Right now, it is hard to express my frustrations. For years, we've seen the heartfelt expressions of Black people get co-opted, commodified, and ignored for the wrong reasons. My advice for spectators is to guard your heart against people who associate George Floyd with destruction and violence. That said, please play My Soul Ain't For Sale by DJ Jazzy Jeff. May we all be our most authentic selves on this long road to peace. With love, quiet fans. 
Kenya, and I'm a KEXP amplifier. As a black woman growing up in Seattle, I've had to navigate passive-aggressive racism and stereotypes for as long as I can remember. My third grade teacher told me I'd never be good at math. My track coaches expected me to have genetic excellence. Kids at my Ivy League school never took me seriously because they assumed I got an affirmative action pity admittance. I could go on. It's so ingrained and so effed up. I'd love to hear Michael Jackson's They Don't Care About Us if you get a chance. Thank you both for sharing your story during a very intense week um, for many folks out there. Um, and I now bring back um, my my guest co-host, or really, we should just say was the host of Sound and Vision this week, <laughs> Gabriel Teodros. It was a it was a joint venture. We, we, <laughs> both, we both worked hella hard on this. Emily worked so hard on editing, y'all. I couldn't do it. This would not be possible without her editing. I want y'all to know that. Gabriel, I cannot thank you enough for your help on this show. Like, I did some editing, but you came with the ideas. <laughs> thank you. With thank um, you. your massive uh, connections, you know, to, to folks all over the U.S., you know, from Seattle to Minneapolis. Um, and then a question that we always end the show with um, is, why does music matter? And I want to ask you, as a DJ, as a musician, you know, why why does music matter to you or or even just to society yeah i think i think music matters for so many reasons i I feel like some of them i probably spoke to already earlier in the show but just that piece of music bringing people together in 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 really deep and profound ways uh for me music was a thing that made me feel like i wasn't alone and i wasn't crazy when i was growing up feeling very isolated and and growing up through situations that felt very warlike I felt like music was my best friend. It was my counsel. And as I grew to become a musician, you know, it, it gave me all my friends. Like uh, I'm quoting, I'm quoting my brother Ishkan up in Victoria, but he said hip hop made me very wealthy because it gave me all my friends. And I think, I think that's really true for me as well, you know? Um, yeah. And, and it has the power to inspire somebody else's imagination. And, and, and when you can do that, the possibilities are limitless of what we can achieve as people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you. So as we also end the show is we'll play a song from a musician who just answered the question, why does music matter? And I want you to choose which song we go out on. That's a song of yours that you feel like is also really relevant right now. All right. I'm going to give you an exclusive. Uh, People don't really know I'm doing this. But June 24th is the 20 year anniversary of my first solo gig. I was planning to do an anniversary show over at the Rainier Valley Art Center on that day, but we are in a pandemic. So I can't do that. Mm. But, but to commemorate this day, I am releasing a brand new album of unreleased tracks. It's called What We Leave Behind, an unreleased retrospective. And a lot of the material on there was very relevant to what's going on right now. This is a song I actually did with Aisha Fukushima, who you'll hear on next week's Sound and Vision. Mm-hmm. And it's a song that we wrote after the killing of Sandra Bland. And it's called If They Come For Me In The Morning, also inspired by Angela Davis and James Baldwin. And this is a world premiere, KXP. Dear future, you were never meant to be here. 
leaves in the night Following the North Star, we got away with our lives For every time we were told we would not survive And then rose from the ashes to see new heights Harriet Tubman, Phoenix, reborn with a mic Unconfined by time, shotgun at the side We will rewrite tomorrow to defend black life These are lyrics for the days that happen after the fight Worth more than a favorite or a click or a like When they capture your body, but you got freedom of mind If I mysteriously die, know that my spirit would fight If I die in custody, it was not a suicide If they kill me for my voice, know that my soul is alright If they take me in the morning, I'll come for you by night Sound and Vision. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Public media has never been more important, so if you have the means, please consider giving a one-time $20 donation at kexp.org sound. Thanks so much for listening, and thanks again to the wonderful Gabriel Teodros.